Welcome to the Edge of Your Soul podcast, where we spend 30 minutes in the dark place, laughing at the shit that pushes us to the edge of the abyss. Your hosts are Britt and Danny, the two evil actors. I'm her evil twin. No, actually, I'm your evil twin. I think we're both the evil twin. So, without further ado, to the edge! Here we are at the end of a long day, both of us currently at the edge of our souls. Oh, yeah. As is thematic. Oh, so on theme. It feels hard to formulate thoughts right now, but we're just going to go with it. Yeah, here we go. I hope that it makes sense. Edge of your soul. Yes. Are we used to that? Is that what's happening? I don't know. I'm beatboxing pretty terribly, so that's good news. Oh, boy. Here we are. I'm Danny. I'm Britt. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to the edge where we currently are. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, um, how was your week? Oh, my week was good, actually. Really busy. I'm just uh, running on fumes right now. Yeah. As are you, I know. Yeah, yeah. But good busy. That's good. Both of us feel good busy, right? Yeah, definitely. It's definitely good. It's definitely yes. like a, for me, it's a lot of changes. So I'm like giving myself credit for being superwoman, which I like Good. to think of myself. But then I also like when it comes down to it, I'm also like, I am stressed. Oh, my gosh. You are doing so much right now. What are yeah, these we both are. It's like that's like, you know, when I met you, you were eating hummus out of the trunk of your car. <laughs> And I and I don't. I still am doing. And that. I don't think you'll ever not be doing that. And I will always be like, thank God you remembered snacks because I didn't eat today. Man, I wish Brit of the past could be there for Brit of the present because I keep forgetting my snacks. So oh when I do bring man, snacks, it still is car hummus. It's like Good. car hummus and pita. Good car feta. Oh, like some things some never change. Bars or something like that. Ooh, classy. Thank you. Yeah, I've been stepping up my game. <laughs> Nothing's changed since 2008, I guess. 2007. 2007. When yeah. did I meet you? Uh, yeah, yeah, 2007. Wow, going strong, D. Um, going strong. So, what was your edge of your soul moment this week? Hmm. So, I had such a cool thing happen lately in the realm of auditioning. Uh, I had a fun pilot season, and I had a, this audition for a show that was, like, the most aligned project of my life. Oh, my God. And I was, like, finally feeling what it would feel like to be on the right track of, like, my ultimate dream. Yes. So, I want to tell you about this really fun audition I had. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. So, the audition was for the lead of a network show. Shut the front door. Yeah, of a network show. That was a musical comedy. Oh my god! It was so so fun. Oh my god! And there were like all these little like universe clues in there. It was oh like, my god! There were Stop like it. Similarities of the name with my name, and then like songs that have connections to me. Or oh my god! Uh, these little things where I was like, "Whoa, that was written for me! Whoa, that was written for me! Whoa, that was written oh for me!" Oh my god, Brett! It was amazing, and I had this audition, and it felt so good, and it just felt right, and it got me so inspired. And it was also the biggest job I've ever auditioned for. Oh, my God. It felt amazing. Um, and it was one of those things where I was like, yes, I'm on the right track. I'm like, I've already won. I've already yes, won. I'm yes, so yes. happy with this. And I knew, like, it, it, likely that's the end of the road. 
Um, mm. And that's fine because... As is it the was, case often. It, as yeah. is the case often, but it was such a big win and it felt so fun and, and right. But I think it... Well, when I... Okay. When I did uh, hear from my reps, reps later and they said that um, the network ended up signing with another actor... Mm. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. I was like, thank you so much for letting me know. Like, that's great that, like, uh, How far did this. you like, get in the process? I won't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm, like, now playing at a level where I'm not, I'm not familiar with it yet, but I don't know, like, I don't know how far I got. Um, I don't really know how to answer that, but I guess what I'm saying is it was cool to have, like, a rep call me and say, hey, just so you know, it, they went with this person. Like, the respect of mm-hmm. that was nice. And I knew that I was on the right track, and I was finally getting seen for things that, like, are so me and at, yeah. at a level that are truly, like, my biggest dream. Like, oh. my dream. Oh, my God, Brit, It makes me want to cry. It's so amazing. <sighs> Thank you. It was a great feeling. And then um, after I got that call, I was out. Um, I just got done with a meeting, and then I was about to go to a client, and I had, like, an hour to kill when I got this phone call. And then... When I hung up the phone, I was like, huh, okay. I was like, pilot season, bitch. And then I just, like, fucking broke down. And I'm like, oh, come on. Like, why are you, like, did you really think that was going to happen? Oh, no. And then I hated myself for thinking that. Like, why would you think, like, it could have been you. Why not you? Yeah. you always knew it wouldn't be. So why are you holding that belief? But for whatever reason, I think it's like because... It's like you would never say that to somebody else. No. Like you would never say that to me if I didn't get a part. Never. But it's like we say these things to ourselves. Yes. And it was like such a big thing. And, you know, the the emotions were so high and like the dreams were so high that I think just the pure adrenaline and like uh, joy of that, like how close that was for me, um, it... It, like, brought up every audition that didn't result in the booking of my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like, every audition for, like, except for, like, five or whatever. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> and, like, in that moment, I was just, it just, the pendulum went so far the other way that I felt so worthless and sad. And, like, I felt like, you know, I've been doing this for so long and have been training so much that maybe it's undid everything that is even potential. I don't know if that makes sense, but I was like, mm. am I just doing too, like, I don't even know how to make that make sense, but it's like, am I working too hard at this that I don't have it anymore? Or like, is like, the Like the gone? spark like is the gone. Thing? Yeah. Is it just gone? Ugh. And I... It's not. Spoiler ugh. alert. Thank you. It's so not. But I, I, I know, I do know what you mean. I don't want to invalidate your feelings. I, I like, I get it. <laughs> I just, I see you so clearly from the outside and I'm like, this, this person is like endlessly sparkly. Oh, do you think you? Like in spite, despite all fucking odds, which are horrible. Like the odds are really hard for for us. But um, But even like trying to explain the situation, I feel incredibly, shame sounds like a strong word, but I think it's the closest word to how I'm feeling. I feel mm. shame telling you like, oh, I got this audition because you asked how far did you get and I wanted to say pretty far because there were a bunch of views on it yeah I had to send a tape like, oh I think yeah I, yeah if I was like one of the few people they'd call me in but there were a bunch of views on it so it was getting looked at um and passed around but like when you asked me how far did you get I wanted to be like well not far because I didn't go in I was like oh it doesn't count because I didn't go in. but like mm. it does count and I would never say that someone that's not myself and not just mm-hmm. because it would be mean but because I'd believe it it's like oh that got seen that many times like 
that's awesome like that's yeah it wasn't just the casting director like they showed this yeah and i don't know the process like maybe they bring in five after that or maybe they just bring in two and they test them i don't know i have no idea i don't know i haven't been in that situation before but yeah i don't know i it's happening again right now it's like something about that event it was like so high for me because i was like i can do this yeah i can do this the, because the just getting the audition low. is like such oh my gosh that's i mean that's up. that's yeah. yeah yeah and it was like so aligned with everything that i am as a person and the kind of project i want that i it's like once that event was over like i just plummeted so low and mm. i was questioning absolutely everything and I realized how absurd that is because it's like such a right step. But yeah. Then I just felt so powerless. And I was like, God. Yeah. Uh, it's like how. Uh, I don't know. That was about the edge of my soul moment. I'm, I guess I'm still like reliving it because like, yeah. I love what I do so much and I care so much about this. This work, but it's uh, it's hurt so much when you can't do what you want. Yeah. And it it's on yeah. other people. And. Of course, we can create our own opportunities, and you and I do that so much. But as mm-hmm. we both know, it takes a lot of resources of time and money, mm-hmm. and that shouldn't always have to be that way. It'd be nice if once in a while someone could be like, "Hey, this is you. Mm-hmm. This is for you. Yeah. Do this. Here's the money. Here's the resources." Yeah. Um, I was just thinking, like, man, I'm kind of at a low today. This is probably not entertaining. It's not very <laughs> funny. But I was like, I. As we were talking and replaying in my head what I've already said, like, what is my problem? <laughs> and I was thinking, like, my fears were like, oh, I talked about this audition. Maybe I'm making it seem more than it was. What if, like, my rep is listening and they're like, oh, it wasn't that big of a deal. You didn't get that far. Oh, is that a dumb thought? That's no. what I thought. Stop. It happened. Stop invalidating what happened. That's literally what's going through my head. Uh, yeah. I just want to call it out so I can Yeah, no, totally. give it power. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like my story is actually similar and I think it mm. might, I think it might be nice to, Same to way. hear be, be, because like I, I, mine was also like a really high high, which like should have been like enough and then, enough. And, then, and then was followed by like, just like really sad, dark feelings. So oh. I'm, I'm going to start with the dark because that's like, that was my edge of your soul moment. And then I'll like rewind in time to the high and hopefully try and like tie it all back in. Okay, okay, okay. But um yeah. Yeah, so I this was we just finished the second weekend of uh How We're Different from Animals, which is the show that I've been working on for over three years, about three years, yeah. It was basically since I graduated from my grad program. Oh my god, that's true. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's been such a long time. And what is Elan? Um, Elan Ensemble is a devised theater company, so we're using the like the physical theater techniques that we learned at USC, and we're just trying to keep them alive. And the so this cha- is all USC alum. That's all USC it. alum, yeah, yeah. And the the challenge of it is that devised theater takes an enormous amount of time and space, which in, in a city with astronomical rent translates into money. Uh, so it's been hard to keep the project going, and also to mm-hmm. like to know that we're devising without being like, well, we don't know how we're going to produce this or when, but we know that if you build it, they will come, right? Like we can't. Yeah. Like, as a new theater company, you you can't – you don't have a product yet, right? It's like you can't start selling a product until the product exists. So So anyway, we've been working on it. We finally, like, opened it. So, like, my edge of – I would say my edge of your soul moment was just feeling, like, 
tech week is always hard, but when you're producing and acting in a show at the same time, it's a real, real challenge. And um, I'm co-producing with two other women who are also doing a mountain of work. So whatever I am about to say, I don't mean to make it sound like I'm doing the most work or it's all me by myself, because that's not true. I'm totally part of a team and we're, we're doing it together. But there were certain things like throughout Tech Week that I was like, I'm the only person in the room who's noticing that this is a thing that needs to get done because I have a, a certain area of, of expertise. So That makes sense. Yeah. If, if somebody says, oh, this needs to happen, I think like, oh, I'm going to have to bring this set of tools into the theater and fix this thing and I'm going to have to mend this prop or like, so it was like... The division of duties just somehow falls the way it falls and you're like, oh, I acknowledge that's a thing I will do. Right. if I don't do it, like no one else would think to right. do that. Right. Exactly. Thing. Exactly. It's like the the director said that this needed to happen and I, I'm pretty sure I'm the only person who noticed, so... Here we are, you know what I mean? Which is not bad. It's because it's it's homegrown it's homegrown theater. And it just oh man, it's my edge of your soul moment. I was like, I just wanna be I just wanna walk into a theater and have there be like that mirror with the lights all around the edge. The ghost light. And I just get to do my makeup and oh, and walk on stage and act, but I'm like ah, I left my staple gun at home and I need to sew this thing back together and like where is and then I'm also running box office so I'm like okay I have to add in these comps and do check the numbers and how many chairs are gonna fit in the house and I'm just so I just and I could see it coming like I saw it coming like a couple weeks back because I was doing a lot of things as I tend to overload myself and I was like uh-oh, it's starting to get to the red zone of, like, it's really possible that I'm going to forget about something or, like, mess something up. And, like, thankfully, there was most, for the most part, no major <laughs> issues like that. But it was, yeah, man, it's it's really hard being an unrepresented actor and a non-union actor. It's, you get, I just feel like, most of the time I get like no respect or like I'm not viewed as a legitimate actor, but I'm putting in like 10 times the amount of work just to like get in the room to, for an audition or like be in a fucking play. Like I just want to like do the work that I have this amazing training in, but it just takes so much work because I have to do all the prep myself. And I don't I don't want to get complaining with it, but it just it really is exhausting. So exhausting. And I think so many people listening can relate to this, whether you're an artist, an entrepreneur, someone going to reporting to a job every day. It doesn't matter. Like if you have a lot of responsibilities and you're wearing so many different hats, like what you said, getting into the red zone, it's like you're going to, you can tap out on your resources so easily if you don't feel like you have a safe place where someone's like, or, or an entity's like, oh, that's covered already because that's part of the structure or the design. Yeah. So that's like one of the hard things too, if like, being not being represented or being non-equity it's like there's no difference between me and this represented or unionized person except that I just don't have that label or that stand yeah therefore I'm not getting those resources and support that I really need and I'm firing on all cylinders now yeah and that can take a huge toll yeah and sometimes it's like I just get tired I just get tired yeah so it was it was hard but oh well okay so then I'm, I'm gonna bring this full circle because uh, 
so opening weekend was amazing. And I'm like, I'm going to end by talking about that because that's going to be my like ending on a positive note thing. <laughs> I love how we have to like think like, okay. <laughs> Structurally. I, here. I, kn- I know what my edge of the soul moment was, but like I really have to plan the up note. What's I have to the up note. What's, the, what's the up note? <laughs> um, uh, so real. Yeah. So the second, so uh, Friday night. So there's five people in the show. We had seven audience. <laughs> and that and that was I have just that that was really it. That was the moment where I was like so, I was like it's I'm sorry I'm laughing, it's so shitty. It's the worst feeling ever. It's the worst feeling ever. That was really the moment where I was like, This is a meaningless what is this for? <laughs> Who am I doing this for? Am I changing the world? What's gonna happen to the like polar bears? Who cares about this fucking play? I was just like <laughs> really really <laughs> bummed afterwards oh, um that was sunday that was friday it was but oh of the second uh, weekend. of the second weekend because mm, because you know like opening weekend we had There's two we had two sold out shows out of three so like yes. opening weekend we're like whoa whoa whoa, whoa we're awesome yeah. and then first night of the second weekend there were seven people in the night, which I was like so gra- gra- grateful for the people who came. I was like, I love you. you. But then I was also like, am I just masturbating in front of all these people? Like, oh. what is this? Oh God, what is so this hard. social contract I meant to? But, you know, according to La La Land, there was probably <laughs> a, a casting director in the audience. Oh, my God. Thank you for bringing that up. That's so funny. There's like there's like six people in the audience watching her. And she does like, like, you suck. And there's like a huge <laughs> casting director there and she's like, like an a-list oh, casting you you're gonna be a star kid <laughs> i'm like watching emma stone crying she's like i'm never gonna be famous i'm like fuck you emma, emma stone, stone. <laughs> you're already i don't believe this monologue you're crying at your corner in utah i'm like get out of here oh no God. offense emma stone no, if you ever hear this really it's like not personal stone. it's fine it's just you have to understand your position in ours it's quite different at the time. you just have to understand oh that's funny it was it was funny oh, yeah man. so maybe that was the night Maybe that was my big break. It's on. It's on its way now. But <laughs> I really hope there was a casting director there. That's so awesome. That would be hilarious. It's like a casting director for like Sharknado Five, which by the way, actually, I'd be fucking jealous. If you got cast in Sharknado Five, I'd be like, bring me with you. <laughs> I'd be like, um, let's marry Kate and Ashley. This. This is my evil twin. Yes. We're both gonna be in this now. Oh, we wouldn't God. even have to tell them. We could just, just swap out up. shot for shot. They wouldn't even know. <laughs> That's so stupid. We should marry Kate and Ashley everything. Why don't Why we do we that? that before? That's a great concept. That's a great concept. I don't even mean as a project. I just mean in life. <laughs> just, like, did you? Are you? What? Yeah. I was. Just ask me what my password is for this email. I'll tell you. <laughs> I know it. It's the same. Um, That's all we'd have to do. Just memorize, just memorize the right passwords. passwords. Yeah. That's, that'll be fine that's how you actually steal an identity is just steal like know someone's gmail address. <laughs> that's it um yeah i'm just gonna go into my up moment and then go into yours because i'm already here okay is that okay yeah okay <laughs> so i mentioned there was two sold out shows opening weekend one <laughs> one was opening night which was cool because we had press there and that was yeah. great and the second one was Oh, my God. Okay, so I'm, like, getting ready to go to the theater. There was, like, nine tickets pre-sold. So I was like, oh, I'm not worried about it. And I knew I had, like, six people walking up who I knew of. I figured a few more. The capacity's 48, so I was like, eh. And we had this weird capacity issue with it. Anyway, we oversold the show, basically, is what happened. Is like, I opened my laptop, and I was 
shocked to see that we'd sold 55 tickets to our 48-person house. And I was like, how is that possible? And then I saw Shia LaBeouf had bought out the entire house. And I I did not. I actually. Is this a Deus Ex Machina moment? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I did not believe it. For a second, I was like, this is some bullshit. Who's doing this like, to what me? dick is putting their name down? Totally, totally. And I, was that me- a stone there? <laughs> she was also there. The casting director, yeah. They were. They came together. <laughs> um, so I thought I thought it was a joke. So I called my my friend, Matt, who is like the most likely to prank me in this way. And I, so I was like, Matt, what are you doing? This isn't funny. We were going to like prevent real people from buying tickets. And then he said, well, I can't afford to do that. And I looked at the transaction. I was like, oh, this is a real transaction. There's actual money that somebody named Shia LaBeouf bought all of these tickets. So it turns out, and this was this is my lesson that I'm trying to learn, that I'm trying to teach myself and continue to learn, is synchronicity. I'm new. Like, I hear this so much in L.A. The universe wanted me to get my hair cut. I could tell that, like, the universe just, I manifested this haircut. I'm like, bitch, you got a haircut. You went and got a haircut. The universe has nothing to do with it. And if I hear you say the word manifest one more time, I'm going to throw you off the Santa Monica Pier. Like, I can't. That's so romantic. Throwing someone right off. Isn't it romantic? Yeah. It's a great job. So, yeah, but manifestation, I'm, I'm coming to realize, is a thing that is real. Because Christian, who was in our show before, the How We're Different From Animals, so the, the the Alon show, yeah, uh-huh. he uh, couldn't be in the show this time around because he got a film into. He was in a film that was going to Sundance, so of course That's he, amazing. yeah, which like Christian? yes, go Christian, go cool. go to Sundance, do that yes. for sure. So we recast his role, and Christian and I had been sitting on the edge of the stage last July, and Christian was like, I anyway, we were talking about Shia LaBeouf, and he said, I feel like I'm going to become friends with Shia LaBeouf one day, and I was like. Okay. And then he pauses and he gets this like twinkly look in his eyes and it, and says again, I'm going to be friends with Shia LaBeouf. And I said, I believe you the way you're saying that. I think you definitely are going to be friends with Shia LaBeouf. So they met at Sundance. He met wow. Shia LaBeouf at Sundance and they became friends. And as it happens, Shia is doing this amazing project in South Central at Sloss and Rec where he is teaching young people how to devise theater. So he's got oh, this wow. army of like 200 kid, kids, young people, you know, people 20s, whatever, who are just jazzed about devised theater. Oh, my God. So when Christian told him about the show, he was like, fuck, yeah, let's get all these people in to see the show. So he bought out the house for, oh for his God. students to come see the show. And that night wow. was beautiful. It was just this beautiful That's like the exact audience that needs to see that show. Oh my gosh. It and it was wow. so it was such a lesson in synchronicity for me because like who could have predicted that any of those things would have fallen into place the way they were and we oh. had this amazing second night audience of young people who were just hot for theater who lost their minds over it they couldn't believe that we built it and they didn't it's the work they're doing as well it's the work they're doing them. they had so many questions they oh they were God. at they were just That's fascinated like ideal it's ideal like no audience that could be better than yeah because oh they they got it and they were into it and oh. 
and it was such an uplifting and validating experience and it was one of, it was it was a, a moment where we could look at this body of work that we'd done for years and years and go oh my god it was worth it going to these like weird dance studios and paying out of pocket for random rehearsal space and then you know losing people and coming back and all mm. it was all worth it because if you build it, they will come. Like there, there are people who are interested in work like this and who are turned on by it, like we are, and are excited about it. And um, oh, final two, two more chunks of synchronicity to round out the story because I really want to like share this because it blew my mind to the point where I was just like, this is a huge lesson for me personally, like a huge spiritual lesson of what's possible. Um, one of my castmates friend had bought brought had cooked this beautiful blueberry cheesecake and brought it to as a gift for her and I'm leaving the theater and I get a text from my husband that says hey if you're passing a cheesecake store on the way home could you buy a cheesecake which is ridiculous because we're like the theater is up the street there's no cheesecake (laughs) store and also never in my life has he ever asked me for cheesecake so apparently there was like four people sitting in our living room just talking about cheesecake for hours and how much they wanted wished there was a a cheesecake so it was it was that's so uh, delightful it's such a weird little and it turns out that two random people who we had engaged at the farmer's market like with fly- flyering or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, there were filmmakers who had directed uh, Peanut Butter Falcon, which is a movie that Shia LaBeouf had been in. So they had also told Shia LaBeouf. And that was, I mean, that's literally just strangers on the street. Like that, there is no. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for sharing this. I'm so lit up. Yeah. Like, and I, I feel like I've done a complete 180 since we started talking. Like mm. you sharing these synchronicities is helping me fill the gaps with what I'm trying to process right I now. I heard that in your story of like, there were these synchronicity, there were there, these things. I feel like I came up against the wall because I was finding all these synchronicities in this opportunity. And I don't want to like disclose them all just because it's not my project to talk about. Um, NDA stuff, I don't want to get in trouble. But um, there were so many things within the script, within names, within mm. the songs, within everything where it was like, this is you, this is you, this is you. Like directly, Weird. directly, where I was like, oh my God. I was like showing Jair, I'm like, can you believe this? Can you believe this? Mm. And I was, <clears throat> at that time, I was like, yes, yes, I feel this flow. I feel the synchronicity. And I'm trying to think more, like, I we were both brought up Catholic. I'm not a religious person, but I do believe in, like, a, in, in the undeniable energy that binds us all and that exists in um, our reality. And I'm trying to focus more on, like, God as the great creator, which is mm. literally, like, the god like just creation creation is god and art is creation and that's like i want yeah. to be a conduit for beautiful like, creation and that's what i worship and what i want to be in in i'm trying to like figure out what that means for me and yeah how that works into my spirituality and how i view life and how i move about in the world but at this time like when i had this opportunity and prepping for the audition and doing the audition i was like yes i hear you i see you i'm getting the signs thank you thank you thank you mm. yes and it was like so aligned and mm. It was great. And then once I got that call and I was like, okay, yeah. And whatever inside of me that released, that just like let this pain mm. out, that wasn't just specifically about that yeah. opportunity. It was like everything that's ever come before in the history of my yeah. whole life of wanting just to do un- this. Just unlocked the, the things that we all fight so hard to like keep under control. Exactly. And what I defaulted to is those weren't synchronicities. I'm st- That wasn't. 
that's what I get for believing them. Mm. But like that story is not over. I don't know. Like we have to find these clues and we have to just remain open for more of them because yeah, you kept finding absolutely. them. You kept seeing them and that story's not over. But I think like it's so amazing to hear that those connections you've made and, and to hear those celebrate those successes and like also hear the struggle of like what you've gone through, and what you continue to go through to fight for yeah. your art and who you are as a person and how you live your life. Like it's, it's never over. But it's like, never over. Yeah. The Shia LaBeouf happened and then, and then the next show we had seven people in the audience yes. and we were, and I, but yeah, the, so the next show there was seven people in the audience. So it was <laughs> knocked me right back down again, but I'm holding on to that. I'm holding on yes. to that, to that, to that <sighs> feeling of, of, feeling finally recognized for even if it was just for like one beautiful night yes and i don't believe it will just be for one you know i believe that that this will continue to build and that we're building something but yeah god yes was that your was that your up moment from your no that's something i just realized right now and something i want to remind myself because that was an amazing marker for me yeah i want to remember that Please, yeah. Oh, it's just so hard. We, I beat myself up so much about not being more of where I want to be, but that's yeah. only so much of that is within my control. But my, um, my, my up moment from that is actually, well, let me go back a little bit. I was like very depressed the rest of that day. I, was, I worked like a full day and then came home and I was just like so low energy. Mm-hmm. And I was having trouble like sorting through my emotions and feeling guilty about feeling bad because like who am I to feel bad about this? Like that's not sustainable to feel like crap after every audition doesn't, you know, work yeah. out, you know? <laughs> Suck it up, Harris. <laughs> no, seriously, what's your problem? Yeah. But I started writing music and I wrote a new song out of it and it wasn't like this song's about an audition, but it was like, to, you know, it sprung from a feeling and then it became its own thing and its own idea that's separate from that experience. But like the jumping off point in, in writing this new song Beautiful. was from just the shit I was feeling and then it helped me work through stuff that's it's just deeper seated in my person of, of just feelings of unworthiness or, yeah. or like downplaying any success or like thinking that it was a mistake that I was chosen for this or doing you know just yeah um, and that I need to work on that um, but it was great because art was created out of that feeling and I'm so proud of myself for being like you know what yeah you feel like shit that's okay whatever I feel moved to write something. I'm going to just go with it and see what happens. And then I ended up, I, I, now I'm continuing to work on the song that I, that I think is, is a great song. And that's that's where it came from. So I'm thankful for that, for letting myself go to that place so that something else could be born from it. Um, Because like you said, you never know what's going to lead to what in this song. Maybe it'll be on the next album, maybe whatever. Maybe I'll perform it next time in a show. I don't know, but that came, I wouldn't have come unless I had that response. And yeah. That's cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's beautiful. Thank you. That's really beautiful. (laughs) It's like it's like Beyonce's album Lemonade. Oh yes, right. Life handed her lemons (laughs) and she made lemonade. And a full the album. A full video album accompanying it. Ugh. Beyonce. This episode is dedicated to Beyonce. Every episode is dedicated to Beyonce. Every every episode is automatically, <laughs> and and a little we'll give little we'll give Emma. St- oh yeah, Shia LaBeouf definitely. We have so many celebrity out. guests today. So, so many celebrity guests <laughs> here on our podcast. We because that. we're talking about them. In the show notes, we're going to be like featuring Emma Stone, Shia LaBeouf, Beyonce. You know, poor Shia. I'm just going to start name dropping him everywhere. Just be like. <laughs> 
Yeah, hopefully his device classes listen to this Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. That's my favorite thing. I'm going to oh, link so to that good. in the show notes. Oh, yeah, we got to link sure. to something in the show notes. Let's link to that. Oh, let's link to my show. Let me plug oh, it. I'm going to plug it. Yes, plug, 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 plug. That's our plug sound. I regret saying that. I don't know why that was such a disturbing. Come see How We're Different from Animals. It is a devised theater piece built from the short stories of Miranda July, her published book, No One Belongs Here More Than You. It's the inaugural uh, freshman uh, debut production from Elan Ensemble. Um, we feel and fly. We look and fly. They were just featured in the LA Times and they're a stage raw top 10 pick, baby! Uh, 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 uh. And Shia LaBeouf said our show was, and I directly quote, fucking fire! (laughs) Fire! Fire! I'm definitely clipping the mic. Oh my god, that's amazing. Uh, I wish we could also visually take the face of you saying fire and put it into this podcast. That was so fantastic. Uh, He's great. He's a very special person. And this oh, Sloss and Rec, like, shout out to Sloss and Rec, like, such a cool thing going on in there. Can we the, link to that? Let's link to that. Yeah. Because their website is so inspiring. They're like, mm. they're like, we want to make theater a place where young people go to exchange ideas. We want it to be, like, the yes. hot thing. We want people to be wrapped around the block waiting to get into this, like, next play. I'm like, wow. Like, yes. yes. I am I am on that ride. I am on board for that. Mm. I am I am hip to that message. Oh, yes. Yeah. So the moral of the story is don't give up on your dreams <laughs> or do and get really sad and then write an amazing song. Yeah. Or I mean, do and get really sad. But then maybe Shia LaBeouf will come by out your show and you'll be like, what? Or if you're anything like us, chase your dream or try to stop and realize you can't stop because you literally can't <laughs> and you will just keep going and keep going anyway and it'll be fine. And things will come as a result, but not in the way you expect. Oh, man. But that's the truth. Oh. Not in the way you expect. Things things will come the way they need to come. Mm. I'm coming right now. No, I'm not. It's weird. <laughs> I made it weird. I can't help it. I feel like this has been my most awkward 35 minutes of my life. Yeah. No, People are that's like, good. From the intro episode, they're like, subscribe. This is fun. You guys are cool to hang out with. And after this one, they're like, yeah, so. <laughs> no, don't don't manifest that. No, I'm not. Man- Universe manifested us more psych. subscribers. Um, cool. Thanks, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> we all survived you. together. Here we are. I hope that you have some moments of synchronicity in your week. I hope so, too. And that you make some god dang lemonade. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed your time with us at The Edge. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you most enjoy listening. Your feedback will help our little project reach more ears. The theme music used in this episode was created by Fuck Yeah, Sean Wing, and Two Evil Actors. See See you next week. week!